Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like the episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running. Second, if you are a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, we created an ebook for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All we charge is our admin cost to keep the show running. So, if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says get the ebook to grab yourself a copy today. So with that said, let's dive right in. Today we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. We are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today, we have Matt Hansen from Hansen Holdings. Matt is a multifamily syndicator with over 2,000 units of multifamily apartments. I believe that's under management, which is a big number. So Matt, I'm sure you got a lot of wisdom. I am super excited to have you on. Thanks for hopping on the show. Thank you very much, Gabe. Excited to be here. Absolutely. I, uh, I told you before we got on, we like to start with stories. I'm sure you got a good one. So why don't we take us back to the beginning? How did you get started in real estate in the first place? Well, my wife and I started flipping houses about 30 some years ago before it was oh, wow. a thing. So okay. we, we did quite a few You're, houses. That's before HGTV. Way, way before that. Way before. Wow. But we would live in the house for a year. So we only paid long-term capital gains for that purpose. And it was a hobby. It was a side gig. I'd work on it. I grew up on a farm and um, had shop class and stuff like that in a rural community. So I knew how to do construction work, plumbing, electrical, and all that stuff. I did that growing up. Um, so I just do, we just do all the work ourselves over a course of a year, and then we'd sell. So we did several houses. Then we started having kids, and then it wasn't practical to have a little kid uh, running around on a plywood Watch floors. out for the nails. <laughs> nah, it's, it's like, okay, we had a couple of close calls. Okay, we got to stop this. So we stopped for about 18 years, and the kids went off to college. Then I got back into it about six years ago. And again, just doing it as a side hustle for fun as a hobby. And I had heard on the Real Estate Guys podcast, which is one of the oldest real estate podcasts, they talked about syndications, passively investing in apartment buildings and being a general partner and all that. And thinking, hold it, this is so much easier than this, this actual grunt labor work stuff. And I've got a strong business background, I work for a Fortune 100 company. So I know how to run a business. Well, the apartment complex is just a business you run. So I, I immediately dropped all the single family stuff I was doing on the side and really focused on multifamily. And since then, I did a lot of passive investing as a limited partner first for probably two years. And then about three or four years ago, I got into as a general partner running deals with, with other individuals. So it's kind of how I kind of rolled into nice, it. You know, no, just, I love it. Yeah, it's just the evolution. A lot of people do the single family. Fortunately, I didn't get big into that. I never wanted to be a landlord, never wanted to deal with all that. So we were just flipping and we'd make anywhere from twelve to 60000 on a flip, um, but a long-term flips. So that's yeah, well, kind I of mean, 30 years story. ago, that's that's 
Yeah, that was a lot of money back then. One flip a year, that's still 30 flips. (laughs) It paid for all my kids' college. Yeah. Just the flips alone. And can right. you imagine? Yeah, years ago. So yeah, it was very beneficial. Very because nobody was doing it back then. I could buy a house. I think I bought one house for oh like twenty four thousand. I sold it for like eighty six thousand, oh, and wow. I just did fifteen thousand dollars worth of work on it. Was just the margins are phenomenal. I was so, actually I, uh, I was thinking about that earlier. Just how um, you know I got started in I think twenty fourteen. And um, even since then, like just the yeah. real estate investing as a thing to do has really blown up in terms of like the different strategies, just how how more mainstream it is. It's it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. You you know, thirty years ago, I'm sure you've seen quite the evolution. Um, oh my gosh, it's the internet. But, it's the information flows. Everybody can do it now. Before. I was the only one in town doing it, probably. Yeah, you had to have heard somebody people. like Matt Hansen out there flipping houses, yeah. and you're like, hey, that's a good idea. All right. So, but you said, um, you know, 30 years ago, you started flipping and then just six years ago, it sounds like you got into the, the commercial side, you got into multifamily. Um, so what you were working corporate at the time, uh, how did you do that first deal? It sounds like you got on the LP side before you got into, uh, to be a GP. Yeah. So it was an LP and probably five deals and a little, a lot, a lot of doors, um, mostly in Texas with the, with the, with the group that I was investing with. And then uh, I decided, you know what, I can do this myself. I, I was comfortable that I had enough time and I was an executive and I was, I'm there for not what I do, but for what I know. So I was just basically showing up for meetings and things like that. It wasn't like I had transactional work to do like, oh yeah, I got to get this book work done. It wasn't like that at all. So I did have the ability to moonlight quietly. Nobody knows doing this. So I would run the deals from letter of intent to close. And just because I had management experience in dealing with you know large projects and dealing with people, getting th- everybody to do what they need to do to, because that's really what a apartment purchase is. It's a project and you're yep. dealing with all of your third party providers, making sure they get their work done on time and within the 90 days or whatever. So that, that lent itself really well. So I did that behind the scenes, not publicizing what I was doing at all. And I always had business partners that would raise capital or one that would do the acquisition would travel to the, the locations that we're buying in. So it, a, a pretty solid team there that I did that with to begin with. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. And I was able to do it as a side hustle because I wasn't out there. My face wasn't out there because I wasn't really allowed to publicize I'm doing this because it's a little bit of a frowned upon by my employer. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so, if, so now I can openly say, Hey, I'm a real, I have a real estate investment firm. We help people get their money out of wall street and move it to main street, passively investing in real estate. So yeah. I can help a lot more people now. So I'm actually, uh, this is pretty serendipitous because I'm actually the first time that I've done, I'm doing a, a, as a GP, a syndication every time, every deal up till now, um, I bought it seller financing, or I've gotten just oh. one, um, like JV partner to come in, bring capital. But you know, we're getting into these bigger deals and we're actually doing the first syndication. So I'm, I'm seeing it from that side. Um, before I got into this, I was always like, whoa, syndications, it's so hard. Um, but really, it's just, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's just, you know, keeping track of people's money, where, where it's going and then the legal side. Um, so it's not something to be super afraid about. But with that said, you know, I did have a lot of experience before I got into the GP side. Um, people out there, there's a lot of people listening. They don't have that experience. I think be, being an LP is is a great way to get started because you get you get connected with people who are doing it. You get to mm. you know learn the lingo. You get to see deals, all that stuff. Um, I didn't know about it when I got started. So how did you you know for those people out there who are just 
thinking about investing in commercial real estate. They don't know how to do it. They don't know what to do. They don't have people in their network. How would you advise them to get started as an LP in a, in a deal? Educate. Well, listen to listen to Gabe's show right here. This is a great example of what to do. So if you're here, you're in the right spot. He's got some great guests on here. I know a lot of your guests too. They're wonderful. Um, right. It's really educating yourself because right now it's a mystery. Wall Street does not want people to know about this. They make money. They want you to hold your money there. Same thing with your financial advisor. Sorry. They usually are based on what, what you have invested with them. That's how their income comes through. So if the, the, the market's up or down, they make money and they don't want you to leave Wall Street at all. So it, that that's first the issue is that it's hard to learn about this stuff. I learned about it six years ago. If I had known earlier, I would have been doing it earlier, but it just didn't wasn't exposed to it. So I think this is important what, what you're doing here, Gabe, is educating people on it. And once you learn about it, then you need to do the deep dive and read books and listen to other podcasts, watch YouTube things and learn about it. And once you learn about it, it's not it's like you said, syndication sounds so intimidating. It's just basically crowdfunding really is yeah. what it is. In the simplest terms, it's crowdfunding with a lot of SEC requirements, which as a general partner, we're responsible for making sure we comply with that. So I think that's really how people get into it. Now that if you've heard from Gabe that, hey, this is something you can do, same thing with storage units, that's a great investment too. Anything like that, that gets your money out of Wall Street and it's in a asset that appreciates over time and it's in a great location and all those criteria. But it's just a matter of educating. Then you feel really comfortable that it's really not that, it's much less risky than the stock market, frankly. Yep. It really is. That's what it comes down to. So I'd yep. say that's my recommendation, education. Education is a great place to start. The uh, the the thing about the stock market, which is, I feel like so many people do it. Um, you know, I I have invested in the stock market and I lost so much money. I was like, never again. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but uh, it's just so easy because you can hop on there, you get into your mm -hmm. account and just buy it, just like that. And it's a you know click of the button. Um, with you know investing in in deals, you have to know somebody. Um, you can't just you know, there's no app that you can download to invest in these deals. Um, so I would add on top of that, get educated definitely, and then start reaching out to people like Matt, um, see what kind of deals he has, ask him to send you their, uh, his, his, you know, offer memorandums, um, the deals that he's working on, all that stuff, get that exposure and, uh, and then maybe become an LP. Um, but that's getting a little bit sidetracked. I do want to go to your business. Uh, you have 2000 units now. You did not start there um, six years ago. You had zero. So, what was the uh, what was kind of the catalyst to help you scale your business past the the first investment that you did? Yeah, the first ones were all passive, and some of it was with a, with my retirement funds. And I know my buddy Josh Plav was on your show a couple episodes ago. He's the guy to listen to about moving your money. If you've got a past employer, you have a um, an IRA or four hundred one k or something like that. It's a past employer. You can roll that money tax free. To a self-directed IRA, and now you can invest in things outside of the wall, uh, outside of Wall Street, and that's how I a lot of my doors came from. Initially, my limited partner doors are all from that, mm, okay. um, which is great. So, like, okay, I got this money, I'm gonna get it out of the wall, get it out of Wall Street. It's been phenomenal. I mean, the returns are just ridiculous. Double what, digit. Uh, um, if you don't mind me return. asking, what was you know you had returns? It was in Wall Street, and so what was the the delta between your your average annual return when your money was in Wall Street versus in your um your, you know your deals your LP? Okay, well this is this isn't you know past performance this is an indication of future performance. Yeah, absolutely. We're not. Don't take anything from this, but <laughs> I'm just curious. But but, but it, case study, um, twenty to thirty percent returns versus. 8% in the stock market over five or six years. I mean, some of the deals that we've done and 
the passive investor ones did well. The ones I was general partner on did even better. Yeah. I a, first off, I know what I'm doing. I'm vested interest in there. And so about three, four years ago, so we've sold three of our deals in Florida, oh, okay. doubled our investors' money in three years. Wow. And our plan wow. was, you know, 72 month business plan. We, we accomplished that in 31 months. So of course, we're not going to hang on to it for another two years or three years. We sold it, gave our investors all their money back. Now they can reinvest with us or somebody else. It's velocity of money now. They made a huge 30% return. Yeah. That's just, you can't do that anywhere else. You yeah. certainly is not stock market. Now, other there's other asset classes, other alternative asset classes that I support you can do that in, but not in Wall Street. Yeah. So um, I just really think you should really consider, you know, gateway drug is probably real estate, but we're way out there in other things too. Yeah. We do a lot of venture capital stuff, oh, nice. startups, um, vineyards, land entitlements, um, mineral right royalties. Ah, I, all, I heard of mineral rights deal. Stuff. That yes. so mineral rights. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I just learned about mineral mineral rights. Um, this guy I was buying a deal from, he uh, he said he bought this this land because he learned that there was mineral mineral rights in it, and I guess he made like three million dollars just off the rights. Wow. And I was like, what? That doesn't even make sense. But for uh, you know, let this is how I understand it. Mineral rights um, is basically, and correct me if I'm wrong. You have the right to the water, it's a, you know per se the water underneath the ground. And so, if somebody were to utilize that water, you have the right to sell. Basically, you can sell the right to utilize the water. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You can. You basically control it. Like you're renting their minerals, basically. Yeah. Really, and yeah. that's what we do. Is we group these. We'll buy a bunch of um, a bunch of property, and it's actually for gold royalties. Hmm. Smaller. 40, 50, 100 acres, we bundle them together. And then we sell those to a large corporation that doesn't want to go out there and do all that work. So we make money, even if they don't find anything. But if they do find something, we get a fraction of that and it can be significant. Yep. So that's something we started oh, probably a year or so ago with one of my other, my other buddies. That's but yeah, but that, that's what that gets you. But unless you're in the circle of Gabe and I, you don't get access to this stuff. Nobody yep. knows about it. That was an invitation only from a personal friend of mine. And because he knows we do, you know, and I used to partner with him real estate too. Um, but that's the whole beauty of getting in this loop of people that now, and we'll probably five X our money on that thing in two years. Hey, that's I nothing just, to shake your head about right there. That is great. <laughs> oh, I just feel bad. People don't know about this stuff. Yep. And that is why, you know, so many people that come on this podcast, the number one thing they recommend is to start start networking and start building relationships. Um, you know, every business is a relationship business, but real estate is definitely, and I can say from experience, it's definitely a relationship business. Um, I did take a, a peek at the clock. We are rounding out our time before we move on to the quick question round. You mentioned Florida. I actually usually ask this in the quick question round, but I'm going to ask it now. Um, why, what metros are you guys invested in? I know that you you're up in Michigan. That's where you're from. Um, or where you live. So why did you guys choose Florida and uh, what other metros are you are you aimed at right now? Florida, Texas, and Arizona are primary markets. Florida, Jacksonville specifically, but I've got a network of friends at home and every city in Florida is pretty much good. Same way with yeah. Texas. If it's if it's bigger than a thousand ten thousand bigger than a hundred thousand people, it's a pretty good place to invest. So yeah. Florida's really strong, Texas is strong. It just simply Population growth and employment growth. Those are the two main factors when you're investing and passively investing in real estate because it's almost dummy proof. It's really, and we've got so many assets in Florida, in Jacksonville specifically where 
my partners and I, I think crossed all of us probably at 1500 doors. So the properties managers take really good care of us. ResProp, you know, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're our main, main company there. Phenomenal. So we've got a track record there. We own stuff in all these neighborhoods. So it's really easy for us. It's cookie cutter at this point. We already have the yeah. infrastructure set in place. So we have an, a 506C offering right now that we're going to print money for investors. We really feel good about it because it's close to one of our other properties that we purchased about a year ago. Nice. So that know your market. And again, if you're going to invest, invest with somebody that's done this. I, it's great to have beginners and all that, but don't put your money with them unless they're partnering with somebody really experienced and check the track record of all the partners. You need to know who's going to run that show if one person steps away. So I think that as a passive investor, a little little tip That's, there, that make sure tip, you actually. vet them all. Yep. Um, because that does happen. You know, some one partner will go, I am uh, own two mobile home parks with three partners. And, you know, one partner will go and take a vacation. The other two partners, we step in, we all have experience yeah. so we can trust it. But if one of those partners did not have experience, um, and there, especially if there's only two, that could be, that could spill disaster. Yes. Um, all right. So that does, uh, I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to move us on. It's funny you say uh, Jacksonville. That's, I feel like everybody likes Jackson's, Jacksonville because it's the only city in Florida that's not underwater and not going to be underwater. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it doesn't get hit by the hurricanes because it's basically Georgia. Okay. It's yep, there you you're, go. You're 30 minutes from Georgia. It's that close. <laughs> all right. I've said this too many times. I am moving us on to the quick question around. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Starts with books. I'm a big bookie. So give me two recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate specific. General life wisdom would be, um, I got a whole list of books. It's hard to pick one. I would say the infinite game by Simon Sinek, the infinite game by Simon Sinek. And it's really is, you know, don't think of life as a finite thing. It's the long game really is what he's all about is like it, Life is not transactional. Things happen transactionally, but you really need to think beyond that. So all, like you mentioned, Gabe, it's relationships. It's like anything I do, I always tell people, no, you can't invest with me because I don't think you're a good fit for this because it's not good for them. Sure, I could take their money, but if it's not a good fit for them, that's the infinite game. I know karma will come back someday, maybe they are a friend or something, but that the book's really focused on doing the right thing and thinking the long game, not the short transactional stuff. I think that's a really good life lesson for anything, business and otherwise. Perfect. And then the business book would be, um, not to be the atypical, trying to come up with a really good one. Rich Dad Poor uh, Dad. Yeah, I know. That's on my <laughs> shelf. I'm trying to think of the other ones that I really like. Um, you know, Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. Oh, yeah. And he interviews all super, super successful athletes, business people, and all that. And it's a great book. It's like, three inches thick, but it gives you examples of how they succeeded in life and in business. Mostly a lot of it's business related. So you get all these little mini stories in there. It's probably 60, 70 stories in there. It's fascinating. People you'd never know, like somebody that invented some obscure product or is super successful in Duck some tape, specific yeah. industry <laughs> that we don't know anything about, but yeah. yet hold it. You can, you can apply that to multifamily or to real estate or to storage units or whatever. So Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss. It's a little heavy read, but it's really entertaining. Super valuable. I've got lots of notes in that book. That's a good book. And I would totally recommend that book for the bathroom book. Everybody has to have a book in their, you know, next to their <laughs> toilet because you got to be reading. And that book, you know, they're, you're just like you said, it's it's snippets. And so it's yeah. perfect for your, your bathroom. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> that's pretty fun. <laughs> All right, moving on. This next one is for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Matt who was doing that first flip 30 years ago, go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward. I should have scaled. And again, that's what everybody says. I should have started sooner. Yep. should have started sooner. I shouldn't have stopped back then. I should have kept going. And had I known about apartments, I should have scaled up to something bigger. And I kind of wanted to, but I was busy with young kids and all. But I would say, and it applies now to anybody. Hey, if you're just new getting to this, if you're 50 or 20, scale, go big. Yep. You really just need to go big. You, you can dabble a little bit in the small stuff, but it's no. a lot less work to buy a 227 unit apartment and than it is to manage manage five single family homes. I'll guarantee you that. I and know it's it. safer to buy big. This is uh, you've said, or a couple guests have said this, and I want to repeat this. I love, you know, really hitting this message home to people. I started small and I wish I didn't, not because I didn't get great returns on the property. It's right. because small properties, they, they have more risk because mm-hmm. when you have a, you know, when you have a, a cash flow of 300 bucks, if one thing goes wrong, all of your cash flow is gone. But if <laughs> for the year, ca- <laughs> yeah, for yeah, exactly for the year. If you have cash flow of three thousand bucks, it you know you can weather a few maintenance issues. Um, and so the bigger deals are actually safer. I know it doesn't feel safer, but go big. Uh, do not start small. I like that you put that uh, that piece of piece of advice out there. Um, moving us on though to the next question and. Oops, I lost my spot. There it is. All right. So we are all gifted with strengths. We all are on this planet and have skills that we uniquely can give to the world. So what is your Superman strength? You know, I think it is kindness. It really is. I have empathy for everyone, very inclusive and all that. And I think the the world needs a little bit more of that right now. And that's something I really focus on. If somebody comes to me, I don't judge a book by cover. You never know what somebody's personal situation is or whatever. So whenever I can, I try to help people add value. Lots of people, I probably once a week, I get a call from somebody that says, yeah, my friend said that you know about real estate. So I'll share something with them. Typically, you don't hear from them again. But the fact is that I took the time to share my knowledge with them to let them know, is this a good fit for you or not? So I think my kindness and empathy of others, particularly in the in the business. Because this is, it's a, it's goes, a tough business. It really, back to it's very unfair. Yeah. I mean, we get deal flow like crazy. We get, because we buy large apartment complexes and brokers and sellers know who we are. So therefore we get special treatment. It's hard to get your foot in the door. So I'm always happy to help other people coming in new to you know find somebody to partner with and things like that. So, Absolutely. And on that note, um, none of us are islands. We are all uh, here together. We are all standing on the shoulders of giants. We've learned from people around us. So who is one mentor in your life that contributed that you feel really helped uh, move your career along? And uh, what did they do to help you? It would be Mark Kinney of um, Think Multifamily. That's a group I joined probably three or four years ago. And it's a syndication group. It's a small group, like 120, 150 people in it. I know know everybody in the group. And he's the one when I started general partner, it was his mentoring. He's just phenomenal. The ecosystem he's created. We have attorneys, SEC attorneys and brokers and lenders and insurance people. He has it all set up there and they all are friends of mine now. We have dinner together and everything. So he allowed me to really scale, particularly at the general partner level. He had the the system there. And th- those are all the people I partner with now. And I, I partner with different people in different deals and they're all my friends and it's so fun. It really is. It's just a blast. We get to help people and I get to work with people I really like. So I, and Mark 
Mark Kinney, props to him. Think multifamily. So if you're thinking of getting into syndicating, running a deal and things like that, that's the place to go. I think it's a small group, very boutique-ish, family-oriented. Him and Tamil run a great show, but I would recommend there's lots of programs out there. If you're serious about really wanting to get into scale quickly, he's the guy to go with. Perfect. I love it. All right. That leads us to the very last question. Um, This one is for the listeners. You've given us a lot of good advice. I'm sure people out there want to reach out, say hi, maybe get involved in one of your deals. So what is the best way for them to reach out? Just go to HansenHoldings.com. H-A-N-S-E-N-H-O-L-D-S.com. We have lots of information out there. Educate, educate, get out there and educate yourself and you'll be comfortable with this stuff. Once you know it and understand it, 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 first off, it's less risky and you'll realize that, oh, the light bulb will come on like it has with Gabe and I. It's like, you know what? My money all shouldn't be sitting in the stock market. I need to at least have some of it out of that in real estate or some of these alternative uh, asset classes. Yep, absolutely. That is hansonholdings.com. I will put that URL in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out to Matt, go ahead and click the little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description and in there you can find his URL. So Matt, that wraps it up. I really appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on the show. My pleasure, Gabe. You're doing great. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Gabe, the real estate investing club.com. Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.